That's right. I'm not psycho. I'm Dougie Almeida, and this is the Wake Up Late with Dougie Show. How are you all doing today? Good? Are you guys fighting on Facebook? Are you fighting on Facebook? Oh, God. I posted a couple things on Facebook, and now I'm a racist, homophobe. What else did people call me? Oh, I don't know. But uh, I'll let you guys be the judge. What do you say? Great show today. I'm going to be joined by a fellow comedian and a new friend, Mr. Greg Kritikos is with us. What's up, Greg? How you doing, buddy? Hey, Doug. How are you, man? Uh, great All to right. be here. Thank you for having me. You got it. You know, uh, we've been friends on Facebook a long time, but now we finally <laughs> have actually got to know each other. You know what I mean? It took uh, some death to get us together. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> my condolences. Dark side. It's always it's always funny when you when you when you know somebody and then you meet somebody and you realize you, you there's so many other people that you both know, you know what I mean? Right. right? I mean, we started talking next. You know, you know Ben. Oh, you know John. Oh, you know fucking whoa. How, you know, you know. The comedy world's very small. It, it is, you know, and I think that's a lesson. I I mentioned this to um actually I heard another a veteran comic mentioning this to another younger comic in a green room recently that. Uh, if you're going to talk shit about somebody, be careful and be ready to back it up because it will get back to somebody. And, yeah. um, you know, that, that shit always there. So, and, um, no, it's great. Actually, you and I talked and, um, you know, I, I'm not going to give anything away, but we, we got some exciting things, uh, coming that you're working on yeah. and stuff. And, uh, you know, as a comedian, you're also an actor. You had, uh, some great stuff out there and, and uh yeah. and i do i love it too man i i you know i my one of my mentors says you'll be an actor before you're a, a big comic and i'm like well that either one would be fine with me to be honest with you yeah. but uh is there one that you enjoy more than the other greg to be you know um when i was 24 years old just uh or 24 years young i i got into the comedy world and uh and also uh you know the acting world and i loved it and um which I'll break a little bit of my anonymity. I don't know if you know, I am sober. I just celebrated recently 11 years of sobriety. And nice. uh, thank you. And uh, back then I was getting tremendous, a lot of opportunities, but unfortunately the alcohol and the, some of that cocaine and all that type of stuff kind of took over. And um, I always had a uh, passion for acting. Acting has always been uh, you know, a big passion of mine. I, I, I loved acting. When I was a young kid, I remember acting my first school play Right down the block over here. I live in Astoria, Queens. Uh, I was mm -hmm. the sky god in a play. And I remember a curtains opening up and I'm sitting, they had me on this play and I was in elementary school. And I remember the curtains opening up in a, a sea of people. The auditorium uh, held, I think it was close to about 450 seats, 500 seats. Right. And it was like a sea of people. And I remember reading my lines as the sky god and uh, some laughter. And mm -hmm. I automatically, caught the bug man you know i don't know uh, because i was acting in the play but also it was a little comical so yeah in between i guess you could mix them up together put them in any way you want acting com comedian but i love acting acting is really cool i uh i enjoy acting um uh, i'm a very creative person i like i love producing most of all yeah and, uh, yeah i would love to do that but when i watch movies and stuff i would like I could see myself as a director, you know what I mean? I could, you know, because to, to really help the vision of what we're trying to project, you know, I really like, you know, I, re I think I'd be good at that as well. 
but uh, you know, I, I like, you know, I like it. I think my only problem, my only problem with acting is I'm a sweater. And almost every time I've had an acting job, you know, they put the, I always feel bad when they put the makeup on me and shit, you know, and they, they get me all done. And then you're sitting there and you're like, Oh fuck, I'm dying over here. I can't stop sweating. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know if you, listen, anything we shoot, dude, it's gotta be in the winter or it's gotta be something, you know, we can't do it in the, in the, in the summer, man. It can't have a jacket on and shit in the summer. You know what I'm saying? Dude, we're gonna be like, right. okay, scene, scene. Hold on a second. Get get somebody dug it. Gets dug a towel. Get this fat fucking I, towel. I'm a fucking sweater, bro. I'm a sweater. Identify with you. I mean, there's times that even on stage, I sweat like R. Kelly at a Sweet Sixteen party. That's how much <laughs> I'm sweating, man. I, I'm a bad sweater. I mean, and plus, you know, I don't know if you know my history. I was 385 point, uh, pounds at one point in my life. And I lost 185 pounds from 385. I went down to 200. I wish I could show you some pictures. But anyway, uh, sweating has always been up there. So I was uh, working on this uh, movie with Eric Roberts called 79 Parts. And I remember them putting the makeup on me and then cutting. I played this mob boss where I'm uh, behind a, uh, I get a call. And um, the actress's name, I forget her name, but she was dating uh, Pussy, the real life Pussy from uh, Sopranos. And uh, and I remember a couple times the director was like, um, all right, let, let's cut. Greg, uh, you want to wipe yourself down? And every time I was wiping myself down, I get all the orange from the makeup. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, sweating is a big part. Now. I, yeah, I'm a big sweater. So yeah. I, I, rather, I love the winter. I'm a winter guy, basically. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you, you know, when you're sweating when you're wearing makeup, you're not supposed to wipe. You're supposed to dab right you know, Pat, you're supposed Pat, to yeah, dab. Well, it wasn't like one of those uh 10 million dollar budgets <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i remember I, the makeup artist did run over to me and said no don't do don't do don't. Like, yeah right. yeah next like thing that you know, scene you in, uh, what was that in batman i think it was uh the joke of the original with uh keaton mm. and uh jack Nicholson when he kind of yeah. wipes himself and uh and the white comes yeah. out and the the, yeah. the skin color comes off, and he shows exposes white face. Uh, yeah. great, yeah, yeah great, uh, great thing. One one of the last things I filmed was like an it was like a, a corporate uh, training video, which is actually we got paid really well on it. It was really professionally shot. The the director from Narcos in Mexico, the Mexico oh. Narcos was the director of it, and it was funny because the first scene I'm in this office. Now we filmed this in some like church, and they had us in the and it, it was in the summertime. And, you know, they just opened this building. You know, the church wasn't open. So they opened the building. Somebody forgot to turn on the AC. They got their filming in the, in the offices, you know, where the offices are. Because it's supposed to be, I'm supposed to be like a, a gas, um, like a gas uh, running a, dis, uh, um, not a dispensary, uh, um, uh, an oil with production oil, you know, whatever. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm in a suit, you know, I'm in fucking hot. I, when, you know, listen, anything we do, don't put me in a fucking suit, okay? Don't put me in a suit. You know, if, if I could do all my scenes in a fucking tank top and, and, a, and a fucking pair of shorts, that would be ideal. So I, so they got me in this, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm uncomfortable, you know, and all I have is a few lines and I, and I got the lines late. It was kind of, and it's hot because all these can't, all the, 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 the lights and the, you know, everything's going on. These like all these fucking people in there and I'm just struggling not to sweat. And you know, as a sweater, when you know, you're, when you start sweating, you can't help but stop and all you can't keep thinking is every little bead of sweat that goes down your neck or your back you feel it it's almost yeah. it, it's almost like a boulder rolling down a hill you feel it like oh and then you can't stop thinking and another one and another one so i'm trying to read my lines and i'm sitting there you know i'm like i'm fucking i'm not off book i'm honestly i'm not even off book i'm just trying to remember these few lines in this scene 
So after the scene, the, the, the guy, the director guy says, you know, when I saw your audition video, I said, this is my guy. This is my guy. But then today you come, you show up and uh, where's my guy? <laughs> where's my guy? <laughs> Where is my guy? You come back tomorrow. I said, yeah, I'll be back. You're not my guy right now. Right now you are yeah. a different guy. Um, yeah. It's funny, I shot Charlie Boy. And I sent you the trailer, the, the uh, I, and you know, uh, in Charlie Boy, I shot the whole fucking movie in a suit, and it was in the summertime in New York. So uh, the director wanted me to wear the fucking suit. I mean, literally, I was like, boy, I got to sleep in the suit. Every scene, I'm in the same suit. Yeah. And you could see parts of it as I'm coming down in the trailer. You could see the sweat marks. I'm wearing this red shirt with an electric blue suit and Charlie Boy, the character I'm playing, is supposed to be this guy that helping uh, one of his friends get out of a gambling debt that he owes to the mob. And there's a scene that I'm walking down 36th Avenue in a story over here down by Kaufman Studios, and you could clearly see the sweat marks on my fucking chest. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, really, bro? Are you know, I mean, we're not going to edit that out. We're not going to use that miracle fucking shit to get it out. And he's like, no, it's more natural like this, you know? But that heat, that sweat thing, oh. man. Yeah, man, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. I, I, oh god. I yeah. walk off stage. I actually start getting in the habit of having like a little hand towel with me a lot, you know, just because, especially like after after the show and you're selling merch and you're over there greeting, meeting and greeting and stuff. You know, people come up and shake your hand. I'm like, ugh, you know, I don't want to shake my fucking sweaty, clammy hand. You know, people are like, oh, that's okay, and then they're like, you know, wiping the shit. Yeah. I, you know, because once I start sweating, I can't stop. You know, unless I go into an ice box or something. Um, yeah. you mentioned Vasani, you mentioned Vasani's, you're performing at Vasani's in uh, Port Charlotte one time. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a great room, great food. Right. And, uh, but they have a walk-in, they have a walk-in freezer that every time I get off stage, I go, I go into the walk-in freezer and I, I, I do my universal soldier impression. I go in there and fucking <laughs> recharge, you know, oh, that's crazy. it's just the worst. It's the worst feeling. Um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to share this story. I don't know if you appreciate this or not, but I, this weekend I was at the Laugh-In Comedy Cafe in Fort Myers. Uh, Chris Cowles, who was a who was the longtime uh, MC and house MC in that room when it first opened, was back at it this weekend. And uh, Chris was nice enough to bring me back and take me back and forth to the shows uh, from the hotel. On the way on the last night, Saturday night, last show, we we're going back to my hotel and we're pulling up to the front of the lobby in the hotel, and there's this woman walking. You know, from behind, seems nice, thin, nice little body, maybe, you know. And of course, Chris says, she's a hooker. And I went, and I looked, <laughs> and, and, and I looked, and I realized she had no shoes on, which meant, yep, she's a hooker. You know, midnight wow. walking in a hotel parking lot, no shoes. No, wow. This is a good scene. So I, we're, he, she walks into the building where him and I are bullshitting a bit, uh, you know, good scene, you know, stuff. And then I go, I go into the hotel, I'm walking in and as I'm about to get on the elevator, guess who walks out of the, of the elevator? The shoeless hooker or another shoeless hooker. No, the shoeless hooker. And you the know, shoeless. she obviously, yeah, from behind, I would have gave her like a seven, you know, a nice seven, maybe a solid seven. But when I saw that face <laughs> went down to a three, you know, that, wow. that heavily, you know, as you know, heavily drug usage, you know, that look on the face and scar, like, and like, oh, you know, and then she mumbled to me. She goes, she goes, wah, wah, wah. I go, what? Excuse me? She goes, you remember? Hello, talker. I, what the fuck? You know, and she goes, what's your room number? 
I go, oh no, my room number. I got I'm fucking married, honey. No, I, I have no interest. You know what I'm saying? So Chris, so Chris, you were right. She was a hooker, and uh, and yes, she was ugly the minute she turned around. You know, so one of those moments. I thought I'd share that with you. Um, well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, hookers, especially in New York City. I mean, uh, you know, especially you go on the west side of Manhattan. I don't know if you spend a lot of time in Manhattan, if you come to Quit in New York and all that, you know. Uh, especially, I mean, uh, back in the day, there were strolls on 10th Avenue. And these hookers were actually walking around with their uh, garter belts out. You know, they were just out there. This is We're talking about back in the 80s, like even this far as early 90s but then they stopped it after they cleaned up Times Square and all that but yeah. you see them walking around with their fucking G-strings their garter belts and some of them be carrying their their heels in their hands and they're walking barefooted you know this crazy shit um, yeah uh, have you ever have you ever been I don't know if I should ask you if you've ever been with a professional that's what we call professional it. We call what, them, yeah. professional yeah, we call, one that actually <laughs> one that actually wears shoes yes uh, <laughs> not an amateur <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, growing up as a kid, I mean, my girls are going to hear this probably, but uh, no. But yeah, uh, growing up as a kid, I mean, like, you know, a lot of guys on the weekends would go out and they'd go to like the strolls and, you know, get their blowjobs, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? But uh, right. um, I, uh, they, were, they were always high priced for me. I, I'm very cheap when it comes to like, you know, purchasing vagina. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I was so I could never get over that hour thing. You're like, well, I have to actually last an hour for this to work. An hour. You know what I mean? That's like a, <laughs> well, a down payment on the condominium in New York, you know, an hour. <laughs> yeah, well, they they say, you know, it's like 150, 250 an hour. I'm like, well, how about for three minutes? Can it be like maybe 25 right. bucks for three minutes? You know? Um, so you talk about, you talk about like the call girls, like professional. Yeah. That's what you meant. Yeah. Call girls. Right, right, right. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Because yeah. usually the ones in the neighborhood, you know, walking around the strolls, you know, they they don't give a shit. They'll do you on a bicycle, a skateboard, whatever you got. You're around the corner into a yard, whatever. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah that, that's good. That's good that they do that. Um, now that we're in talking about New York, um, I know I know you've seen this. Uh, you're, you're, you're aware of what's happened in New York. But uh, I'm asking everybody who I know, uh, tell me, is this self-defense or is this murder? Roll the clip in. The mayor of New York City is now among those defending a bodega worker yeah, this was charged the story with of the murder. Bodega owner. The store's surveillance in, video uh, shows Jose Alba tussling with a man named Austin uh, Simon before ultimately do it, do stabbing it. and killing him. This happened yeah, on Friday. Dre Clark is joining mm. us live with the latest on this. I hope you saw that video. Um, but this was the gentleman who's now in jail for murder because he stabbed the guy who was trying to rob his bodega and uh, took a knife right to the side of his neck. Now the young kid is dead and everybody feels bad for the criminal. Wow, that's, uh, that's a new one. Um, you know, um, growing up in Queens, um, as a kid, I worked in the shipyards, Brooklyn Navy shipyard. I worked at Red Hook. A lot of bodegas, a lot of stuff. You heard, and this is before the internet, obviously. There was so much murder, so much shit going on, you know. Back then, you know, uh, a store owner would defend himself, you know, by somebody coming in and trying to rob or something. And if he had the 
killed a guy or whatever it was in self-defense, it was over. Now, with the media involved and all this internet shit and all these people uh, voicing their opinions and all this nonsense, um, you know, I mean, where do you separate that line where you're defending yourself and this guy's coming to you? That's like somebody coming into your house, let's just say. You're sleeping at nighttime and you defend your family by killing this guy. Now, you're all of a sudden, you're you're charged with murder. I don't get that. Uh, I think if anybody has to defend themselves in their place of their business or in their home, and it goes down to like, if I'm going to die or you're going to die and I kill you, I don't think I should be going away for murder. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Some people would say, well, he had no intention to kill. He was just trying to rob you. I'm like, well, how do you know that? You know, I'm always amazed when people think that they know, like, all right, so what you want me to do is you really want me to think that this criminal, right, has a, uh, has a, has a, has like, um, has responsibility, you know, and they have character. And, uh, you know, you know, you were going to assume that the person who's committing the crime, uh, for some reason has a, has a moral compass, you know, and all of a sudden is not going to kill you. And, you know, it's amazing to me in Florida, they had that stand your ground rule, which always got a lot of shit, you know, like how oh, people were killing people. Well, you know, I, I have, I have a very simple philosophy. If you are going to be a criminal, if you're somebody who is taking from society, if you're going to rob somebody or you're going to try to mug somebody and for some reason or the other, one way or the other, you find yourself dead. That's what happens. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to go to the store to help an old lady grocery shop and you get shot, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're going to bring money to the church to make a donation and uh, you get shot, that's obviously a different story than if you were going to go to rob the church or, you know, something like that. So it's just amazing to me um, uh, what we're seeing, you know, nowadays and stuff. So, you know, in New York, listen, uh, the next story is I'm going to tell you, you know, I don't know if you guys like your new governor <laughs> after, after uh, uh, fucking, what's his name? What, that, that fucking pervert. Cuomo. The whole family. Yeah, huh? Cuomo. Cuomo. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, God, uh, so glad that he's out and him and fucking Dick Blasio. These guys single-handedly destroyed fucking New York. And it's always a touchy situation for me because I lost my dad to Alzheimer's in 2020. And uh, my father was in this uh, nursing home, well-kept. And then all of a sudden, they started taking all these people and bringing them to the nursing home. And my my pop died of, uh, uh, you know, he, he just, you know, he was suffering from Alzheimer's dementia. And then all of a sudden, after COVID and everything, two weeks later, we get a call that he died. He passed away and had him on the respirator. And I have resentments for Cuomo. Cuomo's a, a real fucking suspect. Him and his fucking brother. Uh, so full of shit. I'm so glad he got what was coming to him. You know, touching females or whatever the fuck it is. But de Blasio, on the other hand, the other man, this fucking crook that is single-handedly, him and his wife had robbed $1 billion and put only $150 million towards homeless. And I I live in Astoria, Doug, right in Astoria, Queens, um, by Vernon Boulevard. And uh, right now, Long Island City has just turned into second part of Manhattan with all the investors, multi-billion dollar buildings going up. It's insane. And every, uh, I ride my bike a lot. I like to ride my bike. It keeps me healthy. And I ride all over the place. I go down Vernon Boulevard, all that. All these hotels, brand new spanking hotels, homeless people are living in there. Homeless people living in there. I mean, this whole country has turned, has taken this wicked turn into, if you want to call it socialism, whatever you want to call it. And they're, you know, they're brand new hotels. And there's people outside drinking their 40s, playing craps in the streets and all that. And you say to yourself, wow, 
how did this come about? You know what I mean? And uh, it ties into everything else, you know, with the, the government and, 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 and the states and, you know, whoever's running. Because uh, clearly the Fed, the federal government has no jurisdiction during the pandemic with the states. The states did whatever the fuck they wanted. Right, and right. And the president was able to, so, but yeah, I mean, he clearly destroyed fucking New York City and, and de Blasio, yeah. another one. These guys are thieves. Yeah, it, it it was real. It was so hard to watch the the deterioration of the, of a great yeah. city when that moron, the Blasio, <laughs> was was running things. And of course, you know Cuomo. I mean, you know, you know, the Democratic Party wanted to make him the next president of the United States, or Attorney General. <laughs> you know, he was he was a god to the to the liberals. You know, and um, and how how great he was. And you know, it's like people like the whole thing about the nursing home thing. You know, it's like. You know, the governor of Florida, DeSantis, was getting ripped early in it. Like, oh, what do you guys know? But it turns out what he did was much better than California and and New York by not closing the schools and and doing all this stuff, you know. And, you know, my my only my only advice to people is that when you're in a time of crisis, first of all, you may want to hold back on on judging people, you know, in a sense like like because everybody was judging. Oh, don't do this. Don't do that. Well, listen, why would anybody send fucking covid patients to a nursing home you know that's that to me that to me this just smelled of just population control it just yeah. it just smelled like an illuminati fucking move right to to rid the city in the state of the people that are in their last fucking legs you know it, it's the hardest thing in the world my my mother was in a nursing home my father suffered suffered from parkinson's and shit you know and, and and you just think of the people that didn't even get to see their families they couldn't even go to see them uh, because all this shit was going on. And uh, my question to you is, did you, do you, I mean, is fucking, is New York, what is New York going to survive this? Because it's, it, to me, you know, our good friend Steve Marshall has his walks through New York and everything looks great. But at the same time, you know, it's just, when you watch what's going on, you're like, is it going to turn? Is it going to turn around? Listen, it's a big mystery. And to be perfectly clear, uh, you know, most of the mom and pop stores around my neighborhood all shut down. And I think that was the agenda. I think there was a strategy behind all this. You use the word Illuminati, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, when you see all these beautiful venues that have been around for so many years and all of a sudden, you know, the corporate control kicks in because they're actually, you know, uh, palming or, you know, taking care of the politics involved, the politicians, because that's all it's about. American corporate has taken over and you don't even, mom and pop stores are just done because they couldn't afford the pandemic. And even like people that had mortgages, they were telling their, uh, you know, it's okay, you don't have to pay rent, but they wanted the, the, the owners of the building to keep paying their mortgages. So now it's right. like a catch 22. If you think about it, it's like, I'm telling your people, your tenants, you know, uh, it's okay, don't pay your landlord, but the landlord yeah. has to pay his mortgage. Yeah. That clearly right there, it, it, it just screams out thieves thievery, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. it, some kind of, and as far as New York surviving this, New York is in, in, in a real bad shape right now. It, it's bad. I don't know if we'll ever get back to where we were, you know, uh, and all over the country, gas prices are $6.50. Um, if you use your cash, you, you, you pay a little bit less. Now you get right. penalized and you pay more if you're using credit. Uh, so much, man. I called it the summer in the gutter. All these setting up all these places that are eating in the gutter. Meanwhile, there's rats and everything has turned so bad 
You know, yeah. I mean, New York has always had a rat problem. I mean, take out subways. Look at uh, how disgusting and filthy it is. Now you add all these uh, structures that they built outside their restaurants. You know, you walk down Manhattan two o'clock in the morning, and any restaurant that has these structures built outside, there's rats all over the place. It's oh, yeah, crazy, yeah. insane, and, and, and story also. I don't know if we'll ever get a rebound from it, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, that's the reality of it. It's bad. And now they're talking about another one, another pandemic supposedly coming again. There's always another one coming, another scam virus. I don't know whatever you want to call it, but, uh, you know, it's ridiculous. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I know, you know, Biden had slipped and mentioned something in a press conference a few weeks ago, like, there's going to be another, there's another one, you know. Um, yeah, well, you know, he's bought and paid for, you know, he's he's completely compromised by the Chinese government. And uh, if anybody Absolutely. doesn't believe that, uh, I'll make, I'll bet you $1,000 in the next three to four years, it all comes out, uh, if not sooner. You know, there will be a Republican wave in, in the Congress and in the House this uh, in November. And... Um, and, you know, don't blame me. Hey, don't get mad at me. Get mad at your own fucking leaders because they, they ate a big dick. They got into the power. They got into power. They ate a big yeah. dick. And now and the 30% fucking approval rating. Uh, it's not me. I'm not the one who fucking did it. Okay. So uh, they're, they're going to have to pay uh, uh, greatly uh, uh, on what's going on. You know, the new mayor, uh, the new uh, ma uh, governor, acting governor, Kathy Hochul. Who wasn't in, obviously she was not voted in she was just the uh, assistant or whatever they call it the uh yeah, hand it in. yeah she was she took that spot that fucking face that looks like a looks like somebody played with play-doh uh and built that face i mean look yeah at, yeah i mean, yeah. So I mean if look the at exterior this. looks like that you can imagine what a fucking brain looks like <laughs> uh, you know but this the was the, this was uh, this was the new thing uh, that, that, that you know, she wants to control. You know, the, the Supreme Court came out and said you you can cash, you can carry concealed weapons in New York. You should be able to, ca you know, if you got fucking criminals all over the place, you should be able to, you know, law-abiding citizens who have a pr proper gun permit should be able to carry. Well, uh, she's trying to come against it now. She's basically saying that if you're going to get a gun license in in uh, New York, we want to look at your social media. We want to look at we want to look at all the shit you're posting on social media. Um, yeah, just, but I you're going to apply for a gun permit doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the gun permit either. That's another fucking scam. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. it's all, you know, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because if you're going to supply, you know, you tell people, okay, you're, you're running a business, you, you have to get your gun permit, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're eligible, whatever you want to call it. But now somebody looked at your, your social media and seven months ago you made a statement about some automatic, that's a red flag right there, so you're not going to get yeah. it. What's the purpose of all that? So they, they, they're coming up creatively with some ideas or, or some ways to, to red flag you or whatever it is, you know? And, uh, you know, I came into this country, I immigrated from Greece, Athens, Greece in 1971. My father came over here in 1971, worked for six months straight, saved money, and then had my sister, myself, and my mom fly in, and, and he worked hard. And uh, I grew up at a time where we pledged allegiance when we went to school, and we were proud of being in the United States. And the 4th of July, the flags ran high, and everybody was proud of where they are. Now, all of a sudden, you can't even, like, you know, celebrate and be proud yeah. of an American that yeah. you are. This is the fucking world we're living in today. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, could you ma you know, I mean, could you imagine that we come to a time where people are saying, how could you celebrate the 4th of July with everything going on? I'm like, what? I go, you know, I got into a big uh, fucking thing on Facebook. Somebody posted something because they were demonizing our forefathers. 
because they were slave owners. So they were basically dismissing the entire, you know, the entire, the entire uh, constitution because, because those who drafted it were all these supposedly slave, you know, big sinners. I go, you know, my point was like, you know, how can you judge using today's knowledge, using today's wisdom? How can you judge the character of those in society from centuries ago? And, you know, that's just a simple philosophy. Well, I made that point. I made that comment, Greg, and I'm a racist. I'm a homophobe. Yeah. I'm, you know, these people are calling me shit. And I said, look, and the funny thing is everybody who challenged my knowledge and made fun of me. And, and so this funny, this one woman goes, I bet you if you were living back then, you would have been a slave owner. You're probably a homophobe, too. And you, you're probably not oh, safe around not- women. And I go, I go, lady, if you were back in those times, they would have fucking burned you as a witch. And, yeah, exactly. uh, you, know, you know, I mean, if and you're you going to be... The- you know what the crazy part is not to interrupt you. Um, you know, these people that talk about America and my freedom and stuff like that, well, you wouldn't have this fucking freedom to make all these idiotic comments if people didn't die for your freedom. These yeah. people that fought in wars to keep America free, the land of the free and so-called, but yeah. now you want to criticize them and say, oh, that's not right. Like, you know, it, it's just upside down, man. And I remember this country going all fucked up when I realized that everything was going screwed up. When you, the number one rapper was a white guy and the number one golfer was a black guy. That's how you knew everything was all fucked up. Going you know, Eminem, <laughs> <laughs> Woods. I said, something's wrong, man. Yeah, right. I mean, in the woman of the year is a former uh, male decathlon uh, athlete. How did that? <laughs> you know? This is great. Yo, I mean, really? And, and, and this guy's like, you know, challenging other women with a dick and, you know, it's okay. I just don't like hypocrisy. You know, it's like uh, AOC, who's a, who's a congresswoman out of New York, uh, was complaining. Uh-huh. was making fun of uh, how uh, Judge Kavanaugh, you know, ran from his Morton Steakhouse after a mob of people. Meanwhile, AOC was complaining she was threat she was she was scared for her life when she was in a building that wasn't even in even even attacked or entered by january 6 protesters you know i mean it's it's just amazing uh what you see you know nowadays and you know you know yeah and even that, that, yeah. that's why it's scary to Democracy. me the whole thing is fucking yeah the whole thing is scary Democracy. to me it's like look, yeah if you want and to keep talking about I racism feel, you're pushing it they're pushing it sometimes that i feel as if the powers that control whatever you want to call it, they want that constant battle yeah. themselves. That's what they want, you know? God forbid if, like, the front page of the Post or the Daily News or, or, or Newsday has something positive on the front page because it's, it's like, it, it's there. People crave yeah. it. They want to hear the, the worst things happening. But when you take it and you spin it around and you make it where there's going to be controversies when it comes to color, blacks against whites and whites against, but that's what they want. They want all that, you know, and the numbers don't lie. I mean, you know, there was something on social media during the pandemic that I made a comment. I said, you know, uh, I didn't care whether the person was white, black, Chinese. I I don't give a shit. There was this, uh, uh, a young, uh, uh, a black kid. Okay. And he was maybe about 18 and he had about seven, eight people with him young kids, and there was this white old lady sitting down. I think she was sitting on a bench just in mind of the day. And he walked over to her. She must have been in the 70s, no exaggeration, though. And he walks in front of her and he's like, can you hear me? I'm talking to you, like really loud. And he's being videotaped. It was his buddies of their thugs videotaping. And he goes, I'm talking to you. And he stands in front of her 
And he goes into a pitcher's mode. You know, like the pitchers when they go like this with the glove? He looks to his left, he looks to his right, and he goes into a windup, and he gives her an open hand slap right across the face. She just buckled and fell off the bench. I made a comment. I said, these fucking animals deserve to go to jail. I said animals, not because they're black, not because they're Chinese, not because they're white. They're fucking their behavior, the based on their hair exactly. behavior. Their fucking yeah. behavior, okay? And then all of a sudden I got, oh, you're a radio, this, you're that. I don't pay mind to those idiots. I block them immediately. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. I have my opinion. You have your fucking opinion. But the numbers and the facts don't lie. Okay? Yeah. So that's what's happening. And as far as, like, the, the media being liberal and all that, back in the day they were, like, the media today controls everything. You know, they, they, they really do. And they want to push the envelope and make everybody that, beliefs against them or, or has their own beliefs or something that they're wrong automatically you're yeah, wrong yeah and that's not yeah. right that's not the no, it, it, the people easily late like i said you can't make a comment on something without somebody just making you know making that complete you know a complete valuation on you you know it's like you know people just say like when this was going on like the, i made a comment about the the, the 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 nba player the woman who's in the uh in, in russia right now you know and yeah. i said uh you know, I said, and, and listen, I don't care. Like, like I'll say it because I, I basically said, like, well, isn't it kind of funny and ironic how she didn't, you know, she she talked bad about her country. She didn't even want to hear the national anthem. You know, she wouldn't even, she would kneel to the national anthem and she thought that the words right. of the national anthem were not not right. They were not, they were, they were lies and all this shit. You know, she talked about that and now she's in a Russian jail. How ironic, karma. So, of course, because she's, black now i'm racist right and i told somebody i go listen i felt the same way about rapino that soccer the girl the, the woman who plays national the woman's national soccer team uh, uh rapino i can't remember her first name now uh you know the one who does this every time she scores a goal she thinks she's a god well you know um you know she got the the uh the the, the medal from uh from biden this week you know the fucking prestigious medal on the medal of honor whatever the fuck it's called and i don't think she's worthy I think Simone Biles is worthy. She's one of the greatest gymnasts we've ever fucking seen. You know, she's amazing as a gymnast and she's a great, you know, great citizen and stuff. Is Rapino a great citizen? Fuck no. So now am I racist because I'm making fun of a woman or a white woman? No. Oh, I forgot. She's gay. So now I'm just homophobic. You know, well, fuck. Listen, the only way I could say anything bad about somebody is if they're a white male. <laughs> you know, that's, well, that's the only the time I could ever. Country. Yeah. But you're the problem. I'm the problem. We're white males and we're the problem. That's exactly yeah. what, you know, the left and the far left is pushing and, and, and that's where it, it never ends. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's sad that, you know, I don't even engage with these people anymore, Doug, between you and I, because there's nothing, you can't communicate with these people. They can't rationalize, yeah, you know what I mean? True. And they go into yeah. this crazy shit. Rah, 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 you know? It's like, really, uh, you know, I don't have time for fucking idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you gotta help for the best. And, you know, it's my opinion. I'm allowed to yeah. have an opinion. I live in a fucking country where my I can voice my opinion. If you don't like yeah. it, fuck you. That's your problem, okay? Yeah. If exactly. I don't like something you say, I might make a comment on it, and that's it. I can make a comment. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, exactly right. And uh, let's see if it ever if it ever comes back down to that because uh, yeah, I mean, because you sometimes you hear people like say, well, you know. How come no one else is saying it? Well, because they don't want to, they don't want some ignorant troll to fucking sit there and, and fuck up their space on Facebook, you know, and threaten their fucking life, um, you know. 
you know, and, and, and it, the other thing I just heard today is uh, actually uh, uh, LeBron James has come out and said uh, to the to that woman, the the NBA player, Brittany uh, Brittner, I think it's Brittner or whatever her name is. Right. She's uh, that she, you know, why she should even come back. Don't come back. Don't fucking come back. You know, it, it, the guy, the singer from from Green Day, you want to be a fucking citizen of England? Go be a fucking citizen of England. Go fucking be there. You know what I mean? Go there. If you don't want this country, get the fuck out. You know, and thank you. That, yes, it's just that's yeah, it's just yeah, that yeah. simple. All these people that were against Trump, okay, and and again, you have your right, whatever. But all of them that were saying that if Trump ever gets elected, I'm moving. How come they didn't move? What happened? Yeah. And exactly. the ones that are always claiming about, you know, a lot of celebrities, which I believe that you know, if you're a celebrity and you want to get up and get your little trophy, whatever it is, whether it's the Oscar or whatever it is. Keep fucking politics out of it, okay? We need to pick you to get up there and give your opinion on politics. Leave politics yeah. alone. Get up there, get your trophy, do whatever the fuck you want to do. But, you know, when you talk about, oh, everybody this and, 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 and defund the police and all this nonsense, motherfucker, you're the same person that has a wall. You're living around a fucking wall yeah. and you got security staff all up and down up the, you yeah. know, on your property. You know, try living yeah. amongst the people, the way the real people live. Yeah. Yeah, tell us how, tell us how much you want. Yeah, tell us how much you don't want guns around, but you know, when you but you yeah. okay, can your bodyguard not have a gun either? Is that cool? Oh, no, he's got to protect <laughs> me. Who is that? Yeah, that was yeah, Corey yeah. Bush, that lady, the, the 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 one politician woman, the congresswoman, that she was all against guns and defunding the police, but then she got in a lot of shit because she has an armed fucking security detail and people started calling her out. They're like, "Well, what the fuck?" I mean, you know, you don't want guns and shit, but you you got to fucking Well, that's important because pe- because I'm who I am. I'm like, "Oh, isn't it the greatest thing in the world where it's okay for me and not for you? I mean, it's just, it, it, but here's the thing. I think this country, if anything, is waking up to this. You know, I think a lot of people are going enough already. You know, Robbie, Robert De Niro, love the guy as an actor, right? Great, one of the greatest actors of all time. Some of the greatest roles, you know, iconic roles. But when that fucking douchebag says, I want to punch you in the face, Donald Trump. I mean, dude, you're a fucking actor. You know, you have no fucking idea what it's like for the average man you know, to, to be out there, average person, you know, I, I, listen, like you said, I don't, I don't really give a shit. I mean, there's some actors, there's some people that devote their time, right? You got, you look at a guy like, um, um, the guy from uh, fucking, the the Titanic, uh, DiCaprio. I mean, this guy's doing a lot of shit, you know, he's doing a lot of shit for fucking, you know, world peace and then the fucking global, you know, all kinds of stuff and hunger Bono, you know, does a lot of stuff for global hunger, you know, a musician spends his day. You know, but if you're just going to sit back and make a fucking comment, you know, just shut the fuck up. You know, I don't yeah, want to hear. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and then somebody tried um, to catch you one time on Facebook. They go, would you feel the same way about the Republican actors who say that shit like John Voight? And I go, yes, I don't I don't put any more credence into what they fucking say because of who they are. They're just another opinion. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. I, 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 I listen to these people as much as I listen to it. But the fact that these people have these platforms. Right. And they go on these platforms and they try to speak out and. And all this kind of shit. And most of the time, like I said, they're hypocrites. You know, they're really fucking hypocrites. Well, there's so. a, yeah. And, and, and you're wrong automatically because if you don't agree with somebody, you know, right away, you're wrong. And, and it gets like James Woods caught a lot of heat because he was uh, supporting, like, you know, whatever the president of the United States. Uh, I think, what's his name? The actor from Breaking Bad had mentioned something. I think he said something as far as, you know, uh, you know, you could vote. I mean, don't call me exactly how it was said, but he said something to the fact that, okay, I can have an opinion about somebody and whatever the case is, but once he becomes president, 
I support my president. Right. In other words, he's the president. Now it's time to just support America. You know, that's what a, a president represents, America. So if you're going to keep hating or whatever, and uh, there was another post on social media about, you know, some people are like, you know, they couldn't stand him and, you know, their their uh, idiotic thoughts about, you know, the president and all that. And, and somebody said, well, you know, Donald Trump will soon be dead one day and he'll leave, but you're still going to be a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> all these, like, you know, it, it was just an excuse for you to go after him and whatever the case is. I'm all for anybody that's going to help America. That's the bottom line. That's what I believe. If you're going to help America, yeah. you've been saying before about Biden and China. Yeah, I really believe that, you know, he's got some shit going on, you know. Mm. And when Trump came aboard, he wanted to get money from these countries that owe us money. All this money that's leaving the country. Let's bring some money into the country. Okay? Yeah. Biden gave, what, $50 billion to fucking just recently? I mean, you know what $50 billion could have done for this country? People are starving in this fucking country, man. People are yeah. like, you know, I don't get it, bro. Yeah. You know, I don't really Yeah, know. yeah. You will find you there. Listen, if there is a red wave, if we take over Congress, if the Republicans take over Congress in the House, there will be special hearings and special counsels appointed. And there is enough evidence uh, once we control that. I mean, the problem is when, you know, when when a certain party controls the arms of the government, the DOJ, the FBI and those aspects of it. And then people say that's they don't do that. Oh, yeah. Just go back to Obama when he weaponized the IRS to go after the Tea Party. That didn't happen. I mean, you know, and the FBI was weaponized during the fucking, you know, the, the, the Russian hoax. You know, we all know that shit, you know. So, you know, it, it's it's crazy that you that people would say, oh, that ain't going to happen. Well, fuck, it does happen. Um, and, and, and that's the issue. So let's see what happens. But there is so much evidence. Um, you know, I, thank goodness. I mean, I, I, I have people in my circles that are, are really well-known folks and, and know a lot of shit, you know. I mean, I've got, I have somebody who's, I'm, I work for, a retired admiral, you know. I have another client of mine who's a member of the Knights of Templar, you know. That's so I I, I hear a lot of shit, you know, and, and that I shouldn't probably get to hear, and uh, so you find out things. But um, I'll tell people, and then we'll mark this. We're going to mark the podcast. But not only will Hunter Biden be put away, but uh, his father, Mister B- uh, Mister Biden, you know, uh, would don't be surprised. Within thirty six months, he's uh, he goes down. One way or the other. Not only on his bike. I mean, like, he's going to go down. Uh, he's he's the big guy. So, all right, let's move on a little bit here. Um, I love I love sexy women. I don't know uh, if you have a type of woman, Greg. Is there a type of woman you like? Uh, blondes, brunettes? Um, um, you know, um, I like a, a woman to have uh, uh, breasts, a, a decent-sized butt, and a brain. Without the brain, it yeah, doesn't okay. work. <laughs> yeah. I think the okay. sexiest part of a woman is a brain. I'm at that age now, 59 yeah. years young. Years ago, in my 20s, I would have said, you got to have plummy ears and nice fat lips. <laughs> I think a brain is very sexy, someone that yeah. I can communicate with. But I do like uh, brunettes, you know. Uh, yeah. I remember one time I, I dated a redhead, and my buddy uh, Nick Dysburg, a very funny comedian, he goes, Greggy, she's a redhead. You know what a redhead is? I go, no. He goes, a blonde from hell. That's what a redhead is, Greggy. Listen, uh, how how fucking true is that? I've never had a bad sexual experience with a redhead, number one. Uh, they are the <laughs> wildest. And there's something about, how can I say this without being vulgar, but there's something about their taste. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about, you know what I mean? 
they're, they're yeah. just hot. They're fucking, they are everything they are said to be. Uh, it's just amazing. But I, I always Latin like these. Women. Yeah. Latin, yeah. Like my girlfriend right now, and I'm uh, closing on two years. So there you go. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm tolerable. I can actually stay with a woman. She's half <laughs> yeah. Colombian and half, half Colombian and half Puerto Rican. And she's, Oh my God. Oh man, I got both of them. She's fucking God. She's beautiful too. She's got a beautiful heart and everything. And she's 42 years young, you know, I'm 59, but we have a wonderful relationship, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah. you know, I laugh with her. I, I if, if you don't make me laugh, it's not like women always say, is he funny? Does he have this? Does he have a big dick or whatever? You know, yeah. I can say the same thing about a woman, you know, if she, <laughs> if, if there's no interest there. You got to bring a little more to the table these days. Though. Yes. That's how I yes. think. I don't want uh, you yeah. to come here with your mirror and start looking at yourself and all that mm. shit, you know? Looks are attractive. I have to be attracted to you. But you got to bring a little more to the table, you know? Yes. She does. Yes. I mean, that shit, that shit carried a lot of weight when I was 18. You know, I mean, listen, I'm at the I'm at the stage in my life where I can walk through a room of naked women just to get to a refrigerator with a prosciutto in it, okay? That's where the stage I'm at. But here's a, here's a woman. I don't know if you ever watched this. Um, I don't know if it's a... a I, I saw this woman. She's, I'm trying to remember what she was on, but Padme, what's her name? Uh, Padme Lakshmi, Lakshmi shares nude photos of her on her Instagram, which we all should make sure we have. Um, says it's often easier to pose in the buff when a woman is behind the lens. Yeah, if I was going to take naked photos, I would want a woman to take the photos of me too. Right? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, these uh, apps, these... Uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, you go on these apps like Instagram now, you have these women that uh, they're following zero people. They have four or five thousand followers, you know, and for the simple reason, you know, they're showing their ass, they're showing their tits, yeah. they're showing, their, you know, let's let's keep it real. You know what I mean? And every once in a while, somebody will put up these buttons, these donations or make mm -hmm. a... <laughs> But, you know, listen, we live in a crazy world, Dougie, you know what I mean? Uh, where, like, everything's attached to our hand and, and uh, yeah, women, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, finding the right woman, especially, you know, I, I, I was, you know, I went to a bad marriage. It was, most of it was my fault, my drinking and drugging in the past, you know, but now I've been sober 11 years and I've met the right woman and, and identify with you. Yes, I can walk to a, a, a room filled with you know, naked women, and I and I want to get to that roast beef sandwich or prosciutto, as you said, whatever it is. You know? Because we're at that age, you know what I mean? I'm at that age that if I yeah. fart wrong, I can end up in the emergency room. You know what I mean? I got to be careful. Yes, yes, fart. yes, of course. Just you be know, happy so, you farted. Uh, I, I farted and go, oh, oh yeah, God. that's a good one. Be happy I farted. Yeah. If I didn't release, yeah. if I don't release, chances are I could blow up. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh exactly right now um now i i've always been that guy i've always liked things i didn't like i never was really i mean i dated white women when i was young but i always liked latin women the black women my wife's asian oh. you know i always i always i always loved the exotic woman i was to me it was just always you know and my mother we're spaniard you know my i'm from our family's in spain my mother would always say why don't you like a nice spanish woman i'm like maybe because she reminds me of you ma um you know yelling at my yelling at my father all the time yeah, you know, my dad would come home. My mother would be like, "Donisio, Donisio." I'm like, "Oh fuck!" It's just it's like, yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I, I'm Greek, and my mom used to say, "One day you're gonna find a nice Greek girl," you know, and it never happened. You know, I, uh, I, I was married to a Gemini. The Gemini's—that's a whole different topic, you know. I, I joke around. She caught me cheating on her with herself. 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, she was half Greek, half Belgium, whatever, and it didn't work out. But, uh, you know, and Greek women, especially the ones from Sparta or Crete, you know, this is Sparta. You know, <laughs> hell has fury when you argue with a Greek woman sometimes. And Greeks, they're just screamers to begin with, very angry, opinionated, you know. So, but, you know, relationships for the most part, you know, they, you got to work at them. It's not easy, you know. And I know no, now, no. because I have a built-in translator, you know, in order to be uh, with a woman for a long time, be successful, you know, when she says something, you have to take it and it's like, beep, 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 and mm -hmm. you break it down, you understand, and that comes with time and experience, you know, yeah. like, when, yeah. when my girl looks at me and goes, honey, is that what you're going to wear today? I know she's saying, take it off, you know, you're not going to yeah. wear that. Change, dumbass. Yeah, you have to you have to develop a proficiency when it comes to women. Uh, otherwise, yes. you're just another schmeg. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but have you ever heard of the husband stitch? No, you're an experienced man. Oh, you never heard of the husband stitch, huh? No, uh, the husband that? stitch. Uh, after years of painful sex, this 23 year old mom discovered she was once given a husband stitch. That's when, after a woman has a baby, the uh, the gynecologist or the OBGYN gives an extra little snip there in the vagina wall to make it a little tighter for the husband. Wow, look at that. <laughs> see, see what you learn on the on a podcast? The husband stitch. You know? The husband stitch. Wow. Yeah, I want I wonder how wow. AOC finds uh, feels about the husband stitch, you know. Um, <laughs> but in this particular case, the story the woman was having pain because I guess the uh, the doctor um, thought maybe she was a little, you know, <laughs> she had too much space and uh, he, he fucking stitched space. it up a little too much. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's funny how you think of like the husband stitch, you know, uh, it's, it's well, just, well, you know, depending on the size of the guy too, you know, <laughs> some, some guys that'll be like throwing a hot dog in the hallway, you know, you never know. <laughs> exactly. Hey, it's not that my dick is small, honey. Okay. Yeah, we we could charge eight bucks to go in and out of that fucking tunnel. Um, <laughs> yeah, but listen, as a guy, as a guy, my thing was, you know, was okay. Women could say your size or this and that, but for for for, for men, for women, it's it's moisture. You know, have you ever been with yeah. a woman who's 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 just like fucking sticking your dick? Dry sheetrock. Yeah, you could spit. You can fucking you could run sh shower water over that bitch. And it's and yeah, it's still like you just you, you right still like up. you got road yeah. rash on your chest. Fuck, she could fucking spark and cause a fire. <laughs> she's hot. She's sexy. No, she's yes. hot. Ah, she's sparking. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Now, ladies, before you write me, now before you write me, just understand, I, 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 for those of you women who are, you know, a little on the Sahara Desert side, you know, there is a med, there is some medication you can take. Uh, for that, you know, just like you listen, you guys make fun of guys, the little dicks, you know, so a yeah. guy's going to make fun of a woman with a dry vagina. I mean, let's face it. The last thing you want dry is your vagina. It's not a fucking martini. Okay. Um, any rate. So uh, that's ago, what a husband's. Listen, really years ago when I was a kid, we used to go to this local place on uh, called Papagallo's. It was a, it was a club. Um, on uh, Steinway Street off Astoria Boulevard. And uh, in the rear of the club, there was, uh, you had the men's restroom on one side and the woman's on the other side and there was a sheetrock separating them, you know, whatever. And if you like, towards the end, the rear of the room, 
if you like literally put your ear close to this area, you can actually hear women screaming, talking a lot. And let me tell you something. Some of these women in these restrooms, they talk, they they, they, talk, they speak like truck drivers. You have yeah. no idea when it comes to sizes and dicks and shit like that. You know, are you with that asshole again? He's got a small dick. You need to tell Charlie. And then you hear everybody say, Charlie, yes, yeah. He got a big fat dick. Charlie will really yeah. fuck you good. You know? So it's always about the size the majority of the time. But yeah, I, yeah the, the wetness, yeah. you got to be able to like know how to like, you know, take care of a woman. You know, when I was heavy, I went down on a woman. I actually fell asleep on her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that feels good. Yeah, I had to go down with a CPAP after that. You know, I was like, I was like Darth Vader. <laughs> uh, I am your daddy. <laughs> you know oh, exactly, dude. Exactly. Um, all right, let's see. What we got here. Um, oh, this is um, this is interesting. Uh, the, uh, the Georgia stones, I don't know if you know that in Georgia, they had those, it was, it was called the, the United States, uh, uh, Stonehenge, but somebody had placed them there and there was all kinds of writings and all types of languages, basically talking about population control that, uh, the earth cannot exist with more than 500 million people or whatever the number was, uh, cause there's so many resources. Listen, I do believe <coughs> there are a lot of people on this earth. That's why you have a lot of this nonsense going on because everybody's fighting for attention Everybody's fighting for fucking rice. Everybody's fighting for this oil. Everybody's fighting for everything. So we got to thin the herd at some point, I think. But uh, but those things blew up. Somebody blew them up. And somebody they're saying it's an act of God. It's probably, who knows, but it's interesting. <coughs> and the question is, whoever really put them out there? But we are about this year. This year, we will hit a milestone on Earth. We'll have over 8 billion people on Earth this year. 8, eight billion people. Wow. Soylent Green is right around the corner. Do you remember that? <laughs> you remember Charlton Heston in that movie? <laughs> yeah. Charlton Green. A lot of people are not going to know what we're talking about right now. Yeah. That's when, yeah, that's when they, at the end of the movie, he realizes that, yes, man will eat man. <laughs> well, that's what they say. You know, Nostradamus says it. You know, a lot of the things that, you know, eventually there's going to be food shortages. There's going to be people panicking and freaking out. You know, I've said this before. I'm not surprised that there's mass shootings and stuff. I'm really not. People are just fucking losing their mind. And that's why yeah. when people say, you know, they try to take my gun away and show, oh, fuck you, dude. You know what I mean? I mean, even yeah. I didn't even, the, the show I did on Monday, I've never been there and I don't know, you know, because there was a couple people that made comments in one of those posts. You had some people that called me racist and stuff. And they, like I, I, I think I mentioned in the other podcast, but I was, I was, I, you never know. Somebody who doesn't like your shit on social media may come up to you and fucking try to fucking take you off the yeah. stage one day, you know? So well, uh, you never know as a comic. You know, people talk about guns and all that, and all. You know, people don't understand the realities. The the, the guns is to protect us from the government. <laughs> that's it. That's why you know the Second Amendment. But I don't want to get into that whole fucking thing because yeah. people are going to start. You know, but uh, uh, I was going to say, I heard you say Nostradamus. I'm a big Nostradamus man. I love Nostradamus. And one of the greatest uh, answers he had for uh, somebody had approached him and said, you probably noticed, said, what do you think about World War Three?" And Nostradamus said, I don't know about World War Three, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Hmm. Yeah, Einstein, actually. Yeah. Einstein. Yeah, Einstein. Excuse me, not Nostradamus. My apologies. I got to mix up with it. Mm -hmm. Einstein. When, he, when asked about that, he said, uh, yeah, not Nostradamus, Einstein, yeah. And it goes to show you exactly which way we're directed, you know, you know, which way we're going, you know.
And, Absolutely. Uh, I think Rostam misspelled uh, uh, Hitler with one letter. Uh, he was Hitler. the one that called Hitler. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's all in the interpret interpretation of the quatrains as well. So uh, who knows what's actually true. Um, but yeah, so we're going to reach 8 billion people. Uh, let's go through this. We have a few stories here today. The, it's time for the news is a joke. This is where we review some stories, real headlines, and uh, we find humor in them because why not? That's what we do as comics. We have to laugh at things. You know, people say, what, you know, how can you make fun of that? Well, because I'm a fucking comic. You know, I don't take things seriously. I try to look at things that are going to make me laugh. Uh, our first story, this is great. Dad lived much longer than he deserved. Son writes a searing Florida obituary. <laughs> <laughs> don't let this fucking guy read your obituary or write your obituary. You know, one of the most <laughs> profound things my, my father said to me, I think I was in my twenties and I was really righteous. You know, I was in my mid to late twenties and I was making six figures a year as a financial advisor. And I would, you know, I had that cocky all knowing, and I had a job where I was advising people on thousands, if not millions of dollars of decisions. So I was righteous. You know, I thought I knew everything, you know? And my father said to me, he goes, Douglas, he goes, he goes, if you were to die, how many people would come to your funeral? And those who came, what would they say about you? And I thought about that one night. And I, from that day on, I severely changed my behavior to a certain extent because I realized I was an asshole. And, um, you know, and, and that can happen. But this guy, this story is unbelievable. Um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see, let's see. Lawrence Flaff said he wanted to say the truth about his dad. Um, he planned the obituary who died, uh, his dad died on June 27th at the age of 81. He lived much longer than he deserved, says in the obituary. He is survived by his three children. No, four. These pieces, oops, there's five children. Well, as of 2022, we believe there is more, but we don't know about them because dad was a whore. <laughs> wow. Uh, can you imagine? Um, is this guy had a line? Do you disrespect your father like that, even though he fucked up a bit? You know, I have a son. Uh, my son is 26 years. He's just uh, recently, well, obviously, he's a Hunter graduate. He graduated with uh, media and graphic design. And, uh, you know, I wasn't there. You know, my wife and I, when we separated, and I was all fucked up. And then from there, with the detox rehab, when I came out, you know, I kind of sat him down and I made my amends to him and I told him, I said, listen, Tom, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. His stepfather was there for him. Now my ex-wife, she, uh, uh, her and the uh, second husband, they divorced also. So now my son's realizing that, you know, my ex-wife was a drama queen. But anyway, uh, I made my amends to my son and I told him how, what it was. And he was like, dad, it's okay. You know, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's an intelligent kid. He's 26 years old now. And, uh, you know, I, I did all I could do. I made my amends there. But, you know, to hold a grudge like that, you know, grudges handcuff us in life. Yeah, you know, yeah. They handcuff us. So for this idiot to make these statements, I mean, you know, uh, sometimes, like, you know, people just, you know, they just want to hold on to resentments. And uh, I'm a true believer of letting go and uh, moving yeah, on. Yeah, no, I, you, you get it. He says uh, his dad had hobbies, including abusing his first wife and children. He he loved, to, he loved to start projects, but never followed through any of them. He enjoyed life of a bar fly for many years. He a uh, quaint little living space studio above his favorite hole in the wall at a club in Nashville. Yeah, well, I, I do, right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree with that. You know, sometimes you got to put shit away and, and put it to bed. 
Our next story, the scientists uh, designs, uh, scientists designed contraceptives to limit gray squirrels. So uh, next time you see a, a gray squirrel in the Walgreens pharmacy asking for condoms, don't ask questions. Uh, well, he might be the actual doctor behind the red, behind the counter of the squirrel. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, listen, I just said we have 8 billion people hit. 8 billion people about to hit the earth. I think they should do that with some people. You know what I mean? Um, the project uh, could help eradicate the gray squirrel in UK without killing them. Well, just kind of, again, population control. Why don't you get Bill Gates behind this and give him a fucking uh, vaccine? There you go. <laughs> the squirrels have a vaccine mandate they got to follow. They'll be, all, they'll be and, all for it. Yeah, they'll love it. Our next story: Could you, uh, could could your old poop cure your, uh, can your old poop cure future diseases? Um, so, I guess there's certain um, elements of your poop that you could probably help your gut, your gut, because there's a lot of people that I've learned a lot about this. Gut health is very important, not just your brain, not just your, but your gut health, because that really affects a lot of your body. I I went to a new chiropractor when I moved to South Carolina, and I started taking all these. Uh, vitamins and shit and the probiotics and stuff and dude I, I felt a lot better because it was it was taking away inflammation in my system you know but um but this was interesting the only thing is where you okay so they want you to save your shit so that maybe you can use it to help you with some problems in the future but what what are you gonna do where are you gonna save your shit <laughs> you, you're gonna put them in a fucking shoe box in the closet you know are these your shoes? No, don't touch that, honey. That's my shit box. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe freeze it in the freezer, you know, and let it come out in a warmer day. Freeze it. Frozen. That'd be smell in, uh, in your freezer, honey. What, what is that? Well, it's my crap. It's my shit. It's, uh... <laughs> hey, honey, I, I, I just want to let you know I ate that, uh, I, 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 I ate that Napolitano fucking dessert you had in your freezer. That's not dessert. <laughs> I hate some of that fucking uh, what's that? What's the Italian icy, the chocolate Italian icy you had? All right, our last story: Russian mother arrested for selling newborn baby to pay for a thirty-six hundred dollar nose job. And look at this lady! Look at that fucking wow! Holy that shit! Fucking look at that fucking face, man. Well, thirty-six hundred dollars wow. wasn't was too much because they tried to replace the nose on the side of her fucking head. It looks like. Um, I mean, yeah, that fuck that that nose starts in Russia and ends in Ukraine. Um, and look at that fucking thing. And, and, you know, Careful, I mean, Doug. <laughs> you listen, have a lot of Russian women coming at you. Huh? Oh, I love Russian women too. They're all tall and long-legged. Oh, uh, oh, I listen. I, I I was banging so many Russian women. I had cauliflower ears. People thought I was in the UFC. It was fucking wow. long, big, thick that's legs. Fucking, that's funny. Uh, one time I was Russian, at a party. I, I like your style, though. Yeah, I like you. You're short like and you. fat. <laughs> I can put you. I am the I could female put... Drago. You are dog. <laughs> yes. Dog and yes. Drago together. Yes. I break you before I fuck you. Then I break you. <laughs> I, I, I will break you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, God, man. dude. Well, shit. yeah, I mean, poor kid. Can you imagine? Where's your mom? I don't know. She gave me away so she can get a new schnoz. Are you upset? No, no. You should have seen her fucking nose. It was horrific. I'm, I'm all for her. 
I'm, I'm, I'm glad she did. Oh my God. Oh my God. Fucking nuts. Well, that's all we have time for here on the Wake Up Play with Dougie show. I want to thank my uh, guest today, Greg Criticos, for joining us today. Thank yeah, thank and, you so uh, much, man. Pleasure having you. My, my pleasure. And stay tuned, by the way. We're going to be working on some stuff together. I don't want to give away anything or nothing, yes, but we're yes. pretty excited. And, and, and really quick, I want to say tomorrow I'll be having a meeting because uh, I did my little pitch. And uh, as I texted you, tomorrow I'm having a great meeting. And uh, I will be showing you off. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. Uh, awesome. Very exciting uh to like you know to as this continues to go so yeah it's gonna be a lot there you fun. go we're gonna we're gonna be a we're gonna we're gonna be the next laurel and laurel yes laurel and laurel <laughs> I, now, now seeing you and hearing you I, I'm, I'm more than fucking definitely uh, conf uh well, what's that fucking word I, get? I mix it up sometimes convinced confident that we yeah. will definitely be the dynamic duo I, I can see it now I, I, right. I really do. It'll be fun. I can't. It'll be fun. I can't. I can't wait for it. Uh, Greg, where can people find you, buddy? Okay. Well, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Greg Criticos. Uh, same thing with Facebook, Greg Criticos. And uh, uh, my tag on uh, social media, you can find me on the Greg the Greek, which is easier because a lot of people struggle with saying my last name. Um, so uh, this uh, Friday, I'll be in Harlem. Uh, Comedy Hall, and then I'll be in Connecticut over the weekend. Um, and uh, mostly all over social media. Follow me on uh, Greg Criticos and Greg the Greek. And uh, uh, next uh, uh, July 23rd, I'll be doing a, a major fundraiser for the Independent Firehouse at Howard Beach. Uh, hmm. That's a big one. We're expecting over 300 people on that one. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And, nice. uh, you know. A big fundraiser for that one, and I can't wait for you to be in New York soon, man. And when you get to New yep. York or when you're coming around, I'll definitely have some stuff lined up, and I'm excited. You know, can't wait, can't wait to go back to New York and uh, and uh, try not to get attacked by scumbags on the street. But we'll be good. Uh, Greg Criticos, everybody. And uh, by the way, this uh, week on Wednesday, I'm going to be at the Lounge in Greenville, South Carolina, downtown Greenville. Then on Friday and Saturday, I'm going to be at Chadwick's sports bar and grill in medford oregon at chadwick's comedy club and then the following friday and saturday i believe it's the 22nd 23rd or whatever it is i'm going to be at joker's comedy club in richland washington go to dougalmeda.com for more dates there it is right there besides from that everybody this me do me a big favor love your fellow human be nice be respectful and you know what if somebody's behavior dictates it tell them to go fuck themselves regardless of what they look like or their race or their color or what their religion is. It doesn't matter. When people act up and act a fucking fool, then address it. In the meantime, just treat everybody like you would your own family. God bless everybody, and we'll see you here right next, uh, right again, right here at the same spot. Take care. Ha, ha, ha.